This is Amelia Richardson Dress, and you're listening to an eight-week podcast series, In Other Words, where we're exploring what it takes to talk to kids about stuff that matters. One week, I do an interview with an expert on a hard parenting topic, and then in a follow-up mini-episode, I take 10-ish minutes to talk more specifically about a faith issue related to that topic. This week, I'm going to talk about biblical interpretation. On last week's episode, I interviewed Dr. Bethy Leonardi about how parents, teachers, and other caring adults can raise kids who are LGBTQ plus affirming. Dr. Leonardi is the co-founder of A Queer Endeavor at the University of Colorado Boulder School of Education, where she and Dr. Sarah Staley specialize in teaching teachers how to create inclusive communities. Yeah, so A Queer Endeavor was, um, we have been around since 2014, and we are um, part of the School of Education at the University of Colorado Boulder. And what we do is work with school districts, schools, educators, university teacher education programs to support educators learning around topics of gender, family, and sexual diversity. But in many arenas, LGBTQ identities quickly turn to a question of morals, sin, and choice. For many people, there is still a wall between Christian faith and the ability to value people of all sexual and gender expressions. So that's a distinction. The other is that there's a moral component to sexuality that, um, you know, there's a choice, it's wrong, it's, it's a sin, it's in the Bible, you know. And so, The United Methodist Church, for example, will hold their general conference in February. And a big topic will be the ordination of people who are gay and trans. And of course, the conversation, even in secular arenas, as in the ban on trans people in the military, continues to put morality on center stage in some way, which is why I want to spend some time addressing this from a faith perspective. Kids will start asking questions about sexuality, gender, and morality when they become more aware of their own and others' sexual and gender identities. They start noticing differences and similarities, and that part is fine. But for kids to be questioning the morality or the weirdness of someone, it means they've gotten a message about what's right and what's wrong. In fundamentalist church language, it comes out in language around sin. This is part of the reason that I am so passionate about deconstructing gender with kids, as well as portraying all types of families. We have to actively counteract the bad theology around gender and sexual norms, or they will sink in. So if these questions come up, or even better yet, before they come up, It's a great time to talk about scriptural interpretation. Here's the thing about the Bible. It is an amazing, and yes, I would even say inspired collection of ancient books. And it is also full of things that need interpreting. We have to remember that's not new. Jesus himself had to interpret scripture. The prophets before him did and the apostles after him did. And yes, there are some texts in there that take some time to understand, And honestly, there are some stories in there that are just flat-out horrible. And we all draw a line somewhere in terms of what we bring from that book into our lives. Some of you probably remember the old rant that uh, President Bartlett goes on in West Wing, where he critiques the way that people are doing biblical interpretation. Here's one that's really important, because we've got a lot of sports fans in this town. Touching the skin of a dead pig makes one unclean, Leviticus 11.7. Does the whole town really have to be together to stone my brother John for planting different crops side by side? Can I burn my mother in a small family gathering for wearing garments made from two different threads? And so I'm not saying throw away the Bible, but taking the Bible seriously means taking all of its complexities seriously. 
It is a beautiful account of God's relationship with God's people. But God isn't fully contained within the pages of the book. And pretending that's true runs the risk of making the Bible an idol. The Congregationalist preacher John Robinson said it this way, I am very confident the Lord has more truth and light yet to break forth from his holy word. And of course, the United Church of Christ was inspired by that when they took the slogan, God is still speaking. So how do we know that our interpretation is right? After all, that's really what any of the biblical debates are about. And while there's really good commentary and analysis out there, and I will link to some of that, I actually think that it's the wrong starting place. The place to start is with God. I ask it this way. What do you know about God? And you can take this seriously and make a list of all the places that God has shown up in your life. What do you learn from those? And I ask it that way because God isn't just something out there or in a book. God is something we experience and we learn something from those experiences. Theological language, we would say, what is the quality and character of God? And my experience is that the quality and character of God is that it is nothing but love, which means that scripture has to be interpreted through that lens. This is pretty much how I talk to kids about it. Kids of all ages can understand when we say, the Bible teaches us about God and it shows us how other people have understood God in their lives. But we keep learning more about God and how much God loves us. And we keep learning more about what's right and what's wrong. So there are some things in the Bible that we know now aren't right. And then if you're doing this at home and you have a few minutes, you can go ahead and sit down with the Bible and look at a couple passages. I like to choose a few of the ones that don't make sense in modern times or ones that don't make sense for your family. You can even um, watch that clip of the old West Wing tirade. It is still up on YouTube and older kids still enjoy the, the drama of the scene. And then you can look at whatever verses are in question. Have a little discussion about how you know what's important to pay attention to. And if or maybe when you get stumped, you can always come back to the question we put front and center, which is, what is the character of God? When we remember that the central tenets of Christianity is that God is still working, even today, and that God is consistently, across Christian traditions, understood to be loving, we can answer these questions in a way that values Christianity, tradition, and scripture while still recognizing that Christianity, tradition, and scripture themselves will always point us towards a deeper, more loving, more expansive understanding of God. Thank you for listening to this week's mini episode. Next week, I will be interviewing Dr. Amy Bolay. We will be talking about her work and research around race and racism with young children and what lessons we can draw from that when we are parenting and teaching in the church setting. Until next time.